sleeping, falling asleep, watching TV. I I've n- I can't do that. I don't understand. Oh, that. really? I, do it every I, night, have, yeah. I have to have yeah. noise to fall asleep. If I don't have noise, all I hear are the voices in my head. <laughs> and that just keeps you and up. They they keep me awake. Yeah, uh, yeah. They whisper crazy shit to me. What's the crazy shit that you hear? It's it's like not like. I, I don't know if I should admit this. It's going to make me sound like not. I'm fucking crazy. So, <laughs> so when there's no noise at all, I hear like like whispers, and it's not my own voice in my own head. But every once in a while, there will be a word that will just pop. Like I'll be able to understand a word or two, but the rest of the time, it's just like mumbling. Like, I don't understand anything. It's just noise in my head. Wow, that's bizarre. So, if I if I watch TV, that, that noise in my head is replaced by the TV noise, and it's easier for me to fall asleep. So, you think it's just like you thinking I, I really don't know. loud? I think I'm schizophrenic or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know how you fall asleep with that huge TV on, because it's probably so bright. Uh, you close your eyes and it's not so right. But even in my room with my small TV, like if my TV's on, it, I can I notice the brightness in the room and it's kind of hard to fall asleep sometimes depending on what's on it. I can't even fall asleep with like the sh- shades like slightly open. Like I need like that complete. No, like just the you're light. Afraid, you're afraid people are going to peek in at you? The light from yeah, the moon? Yeah. He's so he's so cute when he's sleeping. No, I mean during the day, like I can't. <laughs> Brandon, you're gonna peek into my a second story bedroom window. I'm I'm, I'm looking. I'm I, I'm eyeballing your uh, I'm eyeballing your 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 blinds back there that are drawn. Like, oh, are they up or down? How am I gonna be able to look in there? Are they? Yeah, you can't. How, you can't do it. Are they? Are they? Are they shut to where the the slat is up? So if I look in, I'm looking at the ceiling. Or, yeah. Or if I put a, if I put a ladder outside there, can I sneak up and like look down, and then look down into your room as I go up, and find you, and watch you. Watch him. <laughs> you, you, you'll hear him long before you you see him. You'll you'll hear me driving uh, when you're driving into the neighborhood. <laughs> you'll say quarter. You'll say who's mowing their lawn in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get started this week. <laughs> Welcome to Dinner with a Movie. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Blake, and with me, as always, is Brandon. And with us is Jose. Man, this is nice. <laughs> Using Zoom was a good idea because I feel like the delay is like nothing. I, I, I. It's better than I remember teaching, but none of my students talk. They are just force them to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're pretending they couldn't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll tell a joke and like just like nothing. <laughs> it's not until it's not until about six weeks into the class that they feel loose enough to to start laughing and joking around. They don't know what to make of me in the first couple of weeks of school. Well, you're definitely like a, an enigma. I, I, if I were if you were teaching me, I would I would see you and I I'd start hearing your the way you talk and 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 the. Your thoughts being different than most professors, and I would just be like, "Oh, okay, all right, this guy's this guy's kind of cool." Then, <laughs> well, thank you. I hope I hope I uh, I hope I do that to my students. I hope I 
I hope I make learning fun for them, at least for one of their classes. That's that's what I want to do. I want to teach them basics, and from there we work just on story. And mm-hmm. yeah, their grades are based on what they do, so they only have themselves to blame if it goes south. Class isn't hard. I put in my I put in my syllabus that uh, this class is not rocket science, and you're not going to unravel the secrets of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, this week we watched Beautiful Thing from 1996, and this was uh, recommended by Brandon. Yes. Uh, and picked by Jose out of the the jar of wonder. So, um, how how come you, you picked this movie, Brandon? I'd I'd never heard of it, and and I gotta say, it has the worst movie poster I've ever seen. <laughs> it does. <laughs> well, it's not good. <laughs> the the two guys, their arms around each other with like the horrible city drop. And it, oh yeah, it just does you know, there's there's another one of them dancing. That one looks much also, better. Yeah, that's, I saw that's that. Much that was better. on Letterboxd, and that looked good. Yeah, yeah. But I remember watching this movie um, in '96. I can't remember if I if I I know I was working at the bookstore then, but I can't remember if I watched it as a rental. Or if I actually went to the movie theater to watch it. Because we were going and watching um, movies at the time. I was really into um, the... Uh, I was really into the the gay community back then. Um, here. And um, working at the bookstore, I was able to talk with other community leaders and and I volunteered some of my time in um, uh, doing things for um, raising money for um, for AIDS patients and and doing doing a bunch of stuff in the 90s and um, I remember this movie and I, I can't remember if I saw it in the movie theater or not I want to say I did because um, we saw a lot of crazy shit. I even saw. I went even went and saw a Russ uh, Russ Meyer movie um, that played at a uh, Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Um, I'm not played. familiar with Russ Meyer. He's a he's a crazy crazy director of like just weird trash cinema where <laughs> all of the women are are nuts and and violent with their boobs hanging out and just crazy shit. <laughs> um. But um, maybe I'll add Faster Pussycat Kill Kill to our next batch of movies to watch. <laughs> the name because <laughs> it is amazing. it is completely trash, um, even more trash um, than than stuff like um, polyester and and stuff like that. Um, but but this movie, um, when I saw this movie, it, it captured to me what it was like being. Um, a young gay kid who is coming to terms with his homosexuality as well as being an abused kid who just happens to be gay coming to terms with um, everything that was happening in his life as well. So we have Jamie's story and Steve's story going on at the same time. Um, but it, But this is primarily Jamie's story and not Steve's. But, um, but it, I think it captured that, that dynamic, the dynamic of, 
of being gay when you're young, not knowing how it's going to be accepted um, by anyone. And um, on top of it all, you have crazy neighbors and and um, a mom who is doing her hard, do, doing her best, doing her hardest with what she has. Um, I, I think it, I think it captures all of that very well. There are some, some points where, where it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but for the most part, I think it's, uh, I think it's, 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 it does its job. Was this pretty important to the gay community? Like around here when you were, when you were being active through it, like, was it well known throughout the, the people you were talking to and yeah i think it is i think it's on a lot of top oh shoot i think it's on a lot of top 10 lists or top 20 lists of of gay favorite gay movies and favorite gay couples um in in movie mm-hmm. yeah it, and it was i was was it like just as big here as it was in the uk probably not uh-huh. i don't think it wasn't it wasn't like it's definitely not Oscar bait or um, there was a whole slew of gay movies that came out in the late nineties that were. um, And even in the early two thousands, we had a lot of, of, of foreign movies and a lot of actually uh, American movies. It it started to come into, I don't want to say come into fashion, but it started to become more, uh, more of a positive um, experience instead of a negative experience before you had um, gay movies where um, any gay person in the movie, it was just um, they were either killed or they weren't going to go on to have a happy life or something, you know, something was they were in prison or they were it, it was it was just. Um, drama and uh, not not I don't want to say negative because I don't believe in negative I guess it's like a negative stereotype is what I'm trying to say it's like right all of the gay movies right you have like you have like um, there there's a couple of movies I remember from the 80s that weren't um, there was a buddy cop movie where one of the cops or someone that that he was uh, working with was gay, and I thought that was very interesting. And I forget the name of it; I'll have to look it up. Um, but a lot of time there were there were movies like Making Love, where a married man falls in love with or has an affair with a gay man and it breaks up the marriage and they're being interviewed and nobody's happy in the end. Um, there's, um, there's a lot of movies where it was just, it was just the same old, same old, like, Oh, it's a gay movie, but everyone's fucking miserable, right? They're miserable Mm -hmm. through the whole thing. Nothing's going to work out. It's just like, like, kind of like a film noir, gay film noir all the time. Um, and, and it was, it was around this time in the nineties where films like this started to be made where it was okay. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Like the messages changed into more, the, the message like it's, an, it's more normal. Yeah. Like this yeah. is a real person with, 
Right. It, and you it's had, not you had, anyway. you had angels in America during that time, which was completely, you know, everyone's dying of AIDS in that, that thing. Um, you had, um, love, valor, compassion, um, which is a Terrence Mc, McNall. I, I know I'm getting his last name wrong. Um, his film where, I think only one or two of the actors was gay. Jason Alexander plays a gay guy in that. Um, with, and he's hilarious. It's, it's great. It's funny. Um, I actually have that on laser disc. Um, laser disc. Yeah. Yeah. I have a bunch of laser discs. <laughs> I have that on laser, laser discs. Um, but yeah, during this time, uh, things kind of changed and you had, you had gay characters that, um, we're going to be okay at the end. Mm. Um, you were on their side. You weren't judging them for being gay. You were actually rooting for them to succeed. Um, and that was a change. That was a, a big change. Um, yeah, everything was kind of like, um, like Brokeback Mountain, which is so uh, horribly um, sad and, and traumatic. Um, everything was like that, but to, to a degree where everybody dies, you don't have, you know, you don't have, um, the guy in the end, the gay dad in the end, um, that's alive. Um, he's still sad and lonely, but, um, but in, in movies in, in the early nineties and eighties and, and before that he would be dead too, Mm. you know? Yeah. Um no one would no one would live through any of that. It also feels like a very real um even just taking taking um the the area they're in and like the social situation they're in in just that apartment complex and that place in time in the UK. It it's a very nice like uh just kind of showing how how the neighbors interact with each other and how how the family is um at their social class and their the amount of money that they make and and just kind of seeing um i because i love the the way that they all kind of um because i feel like british accents have all the different (laughs) sayings um yeah and it feels connected to class um Mm -hmm. in in what they say and how they say it and and this is just a nice peek into that as well what what how they say certain things and and uh i had to look up so many uh of the terms that they use because i <laughs> yeah. didn't exactly know what they meant if like, you're not used to the the british terms the the british isms it's kind of hard to watch british films a lot of times yeah. um uh, it's like that with australian films too you're like what the hell did they just say <laughs> and you what the fuck is a sheila you know sheila's just a a bird, uh, a woman, a bird. right? right? Um, <laughs> you shouldn't say that. It really degrades you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a good, um, it's a good view of that as, as like an outsider, as someone who's American, it, it not only is a, it feels like a, a, a very um, down to earth, real ex- like expression of, of the gay experience of these two, of these two characters, but it is just like, how they're living, where they're living, unrelated what, to that and, is also interesting. And their interesting. families, mm-hmm. and their family, um, and extended family, um, even if they're just neighbors. Um, 
yeah, it's it's it it. I think it captures all that very well. Mm-hmm. We got some <clears throat> uh, facts for us, Jose. Uh, you bet I do. So, beautiful thing came out in 1996, or in the United States at least, in October. Its runtime is an hour thirty minutes. Its director is Hedy Hedy McDonald. I don't know how to say her name. You got to say it with a British accent. How do you say that in a British accent? Hedy <laughs> McDonald. That's Irish. That's Irish. Hetty. Hetty McDonald. Hetty McDonald. I didn't see much film from her. Uh, what She had a couple episodes. She directed a couple episodes of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And then it's the all more TV. recent thing I've seen. Yeah, she did Normal People, which I heard was came out this year. Oh, it was on Hulu. Mm-hmm. She did most of the episodes for that series. Wow. And then the movie was... Uh, written by Jonathan Harvey, and it's based on a play that he wrote. He's mostly just a playwright. I didn't see anything else from him of any uh, real TV. That's uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's noteworthy. But yeah, he's mostly a playwright, and this is just an adaptation of a play that he did. Which is uh, interesting. I, a, wouldn't, I wouldn't think yeah. this would be a, a play in in my first watch. Do you think it has like the dancing scene at the end in the play? Like, how do you think that? They're probably translates? tap dancing in the play. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Blake, any cin- cinematographer? Yeah, so the cinematographer facts? is Chris Seeger. Um, he's very active in TV recently. He he uh, was a cinematographer on seven episodes of Watchmen, a few episodes of Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, lots of TVs. I don't know. Grandfathered, Uncovered, kind of the white princess i don't i don't know most of these um but yeah he seems very active now which actually was surprising i i i for some reason whenever i see like a cinematographer on like a movie from the mid 90s that i've never heard of it's surprising to see them active in modern stuff um right because i always i always feel like that's like the, the people who start in um doing those big tv shows are the ones you see do all of those so that that's cool to see um and especially because it's, I'm assuming the cinematography on Watchmen is very different from the like mid '90s cinematography styles, which is very like, um, just from the cameras and the time, it's very like bright brights and dark darks is kind of how it is. Um, so that yeah, that that's uh, I did like the cinematography in this movie. It was um, especially the daylight scenes. I think um, I think it it does look good and um. I was going to say their their balcony is actually kind of nice with all the flowers on it and the greenery there. It, it yeah, in the front of the nice. house. Um well, I was going to say in the in the back. In the, the back? rear one, yeah. on their, right? their rear patio. Their rear balcony, yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, that's a cinematographer. And uh Brandon, what do we eat this week? We had uh bacon and egg sandwiches which are mentioned by Stee on the back um balcony patio. Which is what Mama Cass might have choked on. <laughs> yeah, and they, they were they were they were talking about Mama Cass dying um, because the neighbor Leah is obsessed with Mama Cass, and um, which San- is such a weird obsession. Sandra, Sandra, <laughs> it's, a, it's, like, it's an obsession. Obsession. Like, it is an obsession. Yeah, I like a couple songs by the Mamas and the Papas, but. It's it's crazy to me, and then the band's from like what the sixties is what they oh, were. They, they started in the sixties and the Mamas and the Papas. 
Yeah. Wow, I actually didn't know yeah. that. I thought I thought it was a different artist. But but it wasn't is that not true? She didn't choke, right? No, okay. she did not. Because I, I remember that's of, what she I was died told. of heart failure. Yeah. She died of heart failure. There's there's a, a weird story about that. She's one of the th- people that died at 32. Oh. She was 32. Yeah. Um and um she died in um Harry Nilsson's um townhouse apartment in one of the bedrooms after after putting on a, uh, at a sh- like two weeks worth of shows in England. I mean, that would probably kill anyone. And um, yeah, um, she died in, in her sleep of a heart attack. And um, then four years later, Keith Moon, the drummer for The Who, died in the exact same room. Of an overdose of um, some some uh, some drug that makes you um, uh, it's for alcoholism, I think. It wasn't at thirty two. Um, makes was you it? sick, and he was thirty two also. Oh, that's spooky! Yeah, 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 um, yeah. After that, Harry Nielsen um, didn't want the house anymore, and he sold it to Pete Townsend. Yeah, yeah. Pete Townsend dying it. No, he's still alive. <laughs> I believe he's still alive. Um, he probably doesn't even own it anymore. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a myth that Mama Cass died. Right. I I That's always what my heard mom she, told me she died eating. Uh, she choked on a ham sandwich. That's exactly what my what, mom said. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the myth. That's the. Yeah. And I was shocked to find out that that's fake because I always like when because I hear that all the in. in there's lots of movies I think where they talk about it and how it is a like a misconception. But um, yeah, when I learned about that, that is actually not true. I was that was one of those things that shock you to your core. It's something that you thought was true. That's <laughs> then I started eating ham sandwiches because before then I, I I steered steered clear from them, so I would never choke on one. So yeah, now I eat it's, them all every day. Yeah, it's like uh, Miguel believing in vitamins. From oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I started thinking of Cobra Kai when you said Miguel. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I haven't. I've only watched the first season of Cobra Kai, so uh, I I like it a lot. I was I was uh, surprised I, how much I, I appreciated liked it. the first uh, the first mm-hmm. season. Yeah. Yeah. Jose, what do you think of this movie? Since uh, yeah, you you nor I have seen this or heard of this. Right. I'd never heard of it. Um, I really liked it. I thought it was a nice movie. Um. Kind of speaking of, of off of what Brandon was saying, I like that the a lot of the movie is about their life in this neighborhood, and the characters aren't necessarily defined by the fact that they're gay. I, I think in a lot of movies, gay being gay is their only personality. That's how they're written a lot of times, and in this movie, I think both of them have their own personalities, and they're just they're just people who are gay. It's not who they like. That's not their only identity. And I like the story. I think it's really nice, and they touch on really nice topics that are not nice topics, but they touch on topics that I think are important to talk about in a really good way. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed. It. I'm I'm kind of disappointed I hadn't seen it earlier. Yeah, and Brandon, it goes back to you saying that it's 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 uh, about like these new movies showing that 
the character that's gay is not going to have the biggest tragedy happen to him and end up super sad and, and that it's more normalizing it in that if you were to start this movie in the first like the first 20 or so minutes you would really have no idea that this is a movie about coming out of these two of these two boys because it really does feel like yeah this is this seems like a movie about their home life and what's happening there and uh i think that's that's nice that it does make it normalize the fact that especially at the time that these people are not defined by that that it is a part of their life but it is not the one thing that defines their life in falling into the that kind of trope to it um yeah i i I really liked this movie i i the first half of the of the first time i watched this i hated everyone i i was like so (laughs) mad at everyone for some reason Uh, it must have been my mindset but like when just when 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 um when leah starts to blare her music and lock the door i was just so mad and then right before then, um, Jamie just throws, pushes the the cart down the thing. <laughs> and I don't know why that just made me really bad. And everyone just made me really like upset. Um, but I I warmed up to it about, about halfway through um, or a little bit before that. Um, but I ended up, this was a movie that watching it a second time was much, much, much better to me. Because knowing the characters at the start felt more intriguing to me being able to kind of like think of what they're saying to each other and and put all that into context as to what i know at the end it's it is one of those movies that helps a lot from that so um i liked it a lot more my second watch um and i'm sure it's better once you understand all the slang that they use yeah. and <laughs> this is one of the movies you I understand that yeah <laughs> i had to have subtitles on because i <laughs> could not understand some things that they were saying um it, did you what did you what did you watch it on? Did you watch it on Amazon? Yeah. The did you did you get the subtitles that were pushing words together? Yeah, and they were flipping them around too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the subtitles yeah. made it more confusing than if I didn't. I don't use know. Them. If the, I don't know if I the watched computer... it on YouTube and it was fine there. Yeah, like, I didn't get super confused. I don't know if the computer does that. I, I I don't know if it's the computer putting it together because they they say stuff so quickly. That it just writes it out mm-hmm. as one word, maybe. Yeah, that might be know. it. But um, yeah, I ended up loving every character, and it's it's so well written. the 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 banter between all of them is top notch. Everything they say to each other as an insult is just hilarious. I think the the They're acting so of it. so fucking mean sometimes to <laughs> yeah, each but other. But it's hilarious. It's so funny. Oh, it's hilarious. It, it makes yeah. me think of like, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Veep, but how mean they are to each other on Veep. It feels like that sometimes where it's just uh, Leah and Sandra just calling each other. Uh, what's what's the word that they use? Slag. Slag. Slag yeah. over and over again. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is bad, but it's it's really funny to me, I think. Um, uh, uh, what did she say? A leopard never changes its spots and a slag never changes a knickers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's so well written. Very, very, very well written. Yeah. I, I There was one. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, 
there was one thing that I could not get out of my head watching the whole movie, like the two times I watched it. Stee looks like a discount Tom Holland. Yes, yes. And I could not <laughs> I, stop yes. thinking about it the entire time. Uh-huh. But the entire time, I'm like, this guy literally looks like Tom Holland. Well, yeah. I think Stee is probably uh, old enough now to be Tom Holland's father. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <clears throat> I couldn't. I couldn't discern Stee and and Jamie like well, the first, for the first like half, half hour. hour. Yeah, yeah, I thought me they, they look very similar. Um, really you think so both of them wearing red shirts does not help well their school uniforms look like look like prison outfit (laughs) that color and everything when i when when i first looked at like the the amazon kind of cover poster uh, not the poster poster but it's just them leaning over the balcony i thought they were in prison i thought this was a prison movie (laughs) what did did brandon set us up for this time little little Kids in prison having butt sex. What's going on? <laughs> I was like, oh, this is definitely a Brandon movie. <laughs> there, there was sometimes at the beginning of the movie <laughs> where I don't think the editing helped that confusion. Like it would, I, they would jump from from Jamie to Stee when they were both in their apartments, and I got so confused on on who was who. And I I do agree with Blake that they look kind of similar. I I. I don't think they or, look similar. Not I, similar, but they, they were close enough that I just got confused the first time watching I it. I think it's easy for me to discern between them. Uh, Jamie has light, uh, dark he has blonde hair. hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Stee has dark black hair and it's short. And and Jamie's hair is curly. There's There's a big difference. I love Jamie's hair, by the way. It's very. It's I wish. Very cute. I wish I had Jamie's hair. <laughs> I do. Well, I've wished I ha- I've had hair since I was twenty one. Jamie but, was uh, was so sweet. Like he when when he wasn't um kind of in a combative situation with anyone, he really was very very warm and very um just kind. I think like in in what and you really only see him like that when he's together with Stee. And even mm-hmm. with his mom, he's never really like that. He's always kind oh, of sarcastic. Oh, he's a gobshite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but him with Steve, like in that first scene where they're in the room together um, with his glasses on and just reading his magazine and, and whatnot, it, it, he, he's... Well, he's nice with people that he's vulnerable with. But like with his mom, he always has to be on the defensive. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I thought sometimes the dialogue was unnaturally confrontational in moments that it didn't need to be. Um, and I don't know if that was due to editing. Maybe they edited some things out. Um, but, but I, I, I did, I did catch it whenever I watched it the second time I was like focused on, okay, I know this person's going to react this way to this situation. What is making them do that? Why, why are they, why are they doing that? And I had a hard time, um, especially during the the last part of the movie, um, as to why they're being so um, so sarcastic with one another, um, and I didn't know if that was actually um, in the in the writing or if that's actually in the nature of um, the the lower class of people in England, because yeah, I, I've seen that before. Yeah, the one um, moment see, 
that that stuck out to me was Sandra versus Tony at the end. I felt like yeah. she was like I thought she kind of she kind of handled the situation with Jamie. They I thought they got that squared away pretty well. And then when when she goes out with Tony, I feel like she just starts yelling at Tony when granted she's she's still stressed out about about the the revelation and everything, but um I still think she was so mad at Jamie and then then when he wants to go help Leah, like she's still like her yeah, her going to hit Leah even felt like too much anger. Um I and I think maybe that's just her character. I don't know. She just has a really short fuse. Yeah, I um <clears throat> so after watching this again, my my if you listen if you listen to what Jamie tells Tony whenever he first meets him, it's so what do you do for a living? Oh, my mom says you're my mom says you're a painter. That explains it. Where'd you meet her? Because she wants the apartment painted. And you'll find out that she's like that. Once she doesn't need you, she'll be on to something else. He tells him Jamie tells him that. Like right up front about his mom. Um, and I, I never knew if that was, um, intentional to get rid of him or if, um, it's true. But then at the end, she is taking this, she was offered this job at the pub, at the new pub with a place up above, with an apartment up above it for her and, and Jamie. And I would like to guess Stee is going to go with them um, in the end. But she no longer needs her apartment painted. Mm. So she's dumping him. So, so she, she no longer needs him. So she's off to something else. And that's, that's kind of what I got from that. It's hidden in there. Um, and it doesn't paint her in a good light at all because I kind of like Tony. I, I didn't like Tony at first and he really grew on me by the end of the movie. Yeah, I, he I, seemed really creepy at first. Well, yeah. he's, he's a poser. It's the mustache. No he's way a, he's 27. No way he, he's no. 27 years old. <laughs> no, but he's a poser. He's, he's an upper class person acting like he's lower class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that's when Sandra blows he, up on him and says, "When have you ever fought for anything?" His, like, his speech right. is completely different. His his tombra, the way he speaks, his mm-hmm. his rhetoric is not the same as any other character. Well, there. he's he's you know he drives the the hippie Volkswagen van. Um, he 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 says whenever Leah is tripping on on E or whatever she fucking took. Um. It's it's okay. I watched I watched a video about Woodstock once. <laughs> Are you like on a trip? Yeah, You're like on a yeah. trip. Yeah. So it totally it totally like if he, if he was it, if he was the hippie that he presents himself to be, he'd be way more into it. Right. He would be way more knowing. I, never, what, I didn't know. What I didn't catch into that. it. Yeah. So he's he's a poser, and and in that instant he exposes how much he's an actual poser. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, he shows up in his white suit and he's all clean, cleaned up and, and clean. Um, 
to go out with with Sandra. Um, but he looks just completely out of place. He doesn't look like he's looked through the entire thing. I agree that Sandra kind of drops him without giving too much of a reason. Because like I said, it does feel yeah. un, un, unwarranted for her to be at, so upset towards him. Um, but but if you take what what uh, what Jamie says to him like in their first conversation at face value, she I, no I longer might, needs him. I I don't agree with the painting thing though because I she never we never see her actually talk about the painting with him. He never does any painting. No, he never does anything. He doesn't even go to work. Right. I I would I would believe that more if like if he had gotten the painting done or had started the painting. Right, but she 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 doesn't drop him because he's not doing work. She drops him because she's moving, and I I, I right. She no longer she no longer needs anything from him. I that took was that my point. More as she's starting a new point in her life, and she's and moving on to something new. Right? Yeah. yeah, I I don't think that's related to him not being able to paint that place, though. No, I think no. it's more I'm, I'm, where she's moving like mentally. I don't think she had a place for Tony in her life when she, because all she wanted was the pub mm-hmm. and Jamie. Yeah, like that's all she wants in her life. And d- despite her uh, troubled relationship with him, that, that's that's all she wants from the beginning of the movie. She establishes that, and she even tells Tony that all, t- all she Tony is to, to her is someone to sort her out. Mm-hmm. Right. That's all Tony is, and and it, makes he's nothing sandwich. more. And makes Tia sandwich. Oh, what should I make? Fettuccine and pastrami on rye. <laughs> and then she yells at him, just make him a sandwich. Yeah. Um, and this is like the first day that that Jamie even meets him. Like the first day he comes around. Um, yeah, it's just I don't know. But but I like I I I kind I kind of like him. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I know I know he's a poser, but I know he's trying. You know, he does buy. I think his heart is by in the Jamie. Right place. He does buy Jamie a football. He does, um, or a soccer ball. Um, he does, you know, try. You know, he says, "I'm too, I, I'm too young to be your dad. I'm not going to be your dad. So why don't we just, you know, be cool with it and and just do whatever we we're going to do." And he did seem very understanding to kind of everyone's everyone's problems. Um, to to Sandra to after after Jamie's goes on his rant about how he's gay and he told Sandra that he just says it's cool yeah <laughs> it's worry. cool it's cool and then the whole thing with with Lee at the end he like takes the time to everybody else just forgets he about under, her he <laughs> understood what she was doing though mm-hmm. Mama he Cass called his Mama Cass yeah. and she stops and she looks at him because she thought she was Mama Cass she had her yellow pantyhose on her head as as hair well he's someone um, and that comes... she dressed she dressed she stuffed everything in a, her mom's clothes so she looks fat yeah yeah oh, when she gets up on the balcony i had goosebumps it's like oh no brady i didn't know this it was this type of movie <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know the, the one of the only black characters are gonna kill themselves i was like <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, the close-up on her shoes is what was a thing. Like you got, you go. Oh no, she yeah. doesn't fit in those shoes. She's gonna fall right off. Yeah, it, it's probably because he he comes from. He's the only character that comes from a place removed from 
all of the relationships on this floor. Um, yeah. And that that place he comes from is understanding and, and caring and, and trying to at least do what's right in his mind to everyone. Because it is if, if anyone were to go to any neighborhood and see that a neighbor treats another neighbor like Sandra treats Leia, especially <laughs> the age like to think an adult would just go and assault a, a, a child <laughs> like she did is well insane. she did deserve to, to get a lead pipe to the back of the head she deserved it but you, she uh, did you, deserve you, it you don't do that <laughs> you don't do that because <laughs> i mean yeah i it, it, tony when he first introduced his whole like what is a place man other than just somewhere where shit happens like yeah his, he's like i'm i'm groovy dude it's I'm, so I'm, like i'm trying and, to be deep while and 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 jamie knows exactly what he is he, he says is that a spliff and it will give me some you know oh yeah 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 give me some of your pot then you know if you're so cool um and and i don't even think sandra knows about that because whenever Sandra uh, confronts him later on, he says, "He says, so I went out for a drink. A lot of my, my friends do that. At least I don't do drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think she knows that, that there are drugs in the house. Um, pot, pot now is nothing. But, um, you know, it's it was probably nothing back in the 90s, but it certainly wasn't legalized. Was what what was the deal with Steve having all the ecstasy on him? Is is that his brother? Just, that's his, his brother's brother. a dealer. His ah, brother's a dealer. I, I didn't catch yeah. that. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I don't know if he's stealing from his brother or if he's dealing for his brother mm-hmm. or what. Um. <clears throat> it didn't look like but, he was getting any cash back though, right? He was just handing them out, right? Yeah, he may have stolen from his brother. Yeah. Yeah, Steve's uh, Steve's family dynamic, uh, yeah, very very sad. And I, I I would like to think he goes with with them to yeah. What makes you think they did though? Because I I walked away with the impression that he was just kind of fucked, mainly because Sandra said, "Don't worry, you'll find people." And that was kind of her. Well, well, yeah. But, don't worry, you'll find your own. <laughs> she tells him. She tells him, "Don't worry. Um, there's, there's, there's actually a place in the Mediterranean called Lesbian." <laughs> and it, and, and, um, and what, what does she say? And and only dykes live there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And, I've been told that dyke is not a good word to call lesbians. Yeah, that's what I assumed, but they use it a lot. <laughs> they, um, <laughs> they use it a ton. Yeah, but this is the '90s, though. You know, right. this was this was quite a while ago. So this movie's what twenty twenty. Oh, it'll be twenty five years old this year. Wow. What what gets me is it feels like there's been a jump in time from that talk with with Stee um to the next scene um because now they're going they're going to go to the gay bar Lee is going to go with them and and the mom seems like she's kind of okay with it and it seems like there's been some time cuz they go to the bar or they go to the the bar that she's going to manage and look at it 
um, I, I I believe there's there's uh, there's some time that that lapses in there. Well, especially when Tony comes around, it, her she turns around so fast. It is. A, I do assume that something else must have happened. Mm-hmm. Some time where they grew apart a little bit, yeah. at least. So I'm, I'm curious what was in the play that was cut from the. Yeah, I am too. From the movie, maybe I should try to get a hold of the play. Well, we should just do it ourselves, making it a, an exclusive content for our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and read the play, each of us doing someone's yeah. voice. Right. Do I get to kiss or multiple voices? I, uh, I want to slow dance with you in a courtyard while a bunch of homophobic people stare, up, stare at us. I didn't get that scene. I mean, if we're going on to the ending, I didn't get it. I, yeah, That's okay, one of yeah. my questions for you guys is, um, what, what did you like think it. about the end? Yeah, I didn't like it either. It so so this weird. is why like, I think Stee goes with them. Oh, right. Because they don't because have to they worry dance about together it. In the, because the they're dancing together in the courtyard, and if if Jamie and Sandra just leave and leave Steve there, everybody knows he's gay. Yeah, especially his dad and his brother that he has to live with, um, which are going to. I mean, and she she tells him, "I'm not going to tell your dad because I don't want this place to be known for murder." And he says, "Yeah, he'll kill me." Yeah, and she's yeah. I said yeah. I said that. I I know. Um, but yeah, that's why I think that that he goes with her. It would be nice to have a little bit more um, conclusion at the end. A little more. I like the open ended endedness of it. Yeah, I, I think it. I think the movie deliberately wants it to be left to to your own imagination. The, the I think the feeling of them just dancing and not caring about what other people think is the lasting impression that the movie left on me. Now, I mean, I didn't like the scene per se, but the feeling of them just being together and not caring about what other people want them or could, would think about them or Steve's dad or, or anybody, I, I don't think the movie wants you to think past it. I mean, and obviously that's what we're here for, right? To talk about things that weren't on the scene on screen. But I think that the open-endedness of it is what made the scene so nice to me. That they didn't care what happens next. They just mm-hmm. cared about that moment that they're in. Yeah. But yeah. I do get the... I, 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 um, I don't know how I feel about the ending. I, I would like it I if, think if, it dates the movie. It, are you saying... I, it, I think so. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it had I think that's my if I have a complaint about the movie is that it feels very dated to me. Mm-hmm. The end the end is the only thing that makes it feel dated to me. Um everything else I can I can yeah, that, that could happen. Sandra beating happen, Leah no. with the lead pipe kind of made it feel dated to me. <laughs> <laughs> because that could only happen in the 90s. <laughs> right. Only in the nineties in the UK. <laughs> well Leah was asking for it. She yeah, didn't yeah. want her friend to she, hit her over the head with so a her voice pipe. would change. So her voice would change so she could be more like Mama Cass. Um, Leah's such a weird part of this movie. Leah is one of the strangest characters um, of all cinema, I would I would say. I, I would venture to go that far. <laughs> but I think but she she's very to the she's movie. very likable. Yeah, oh, I agree. She's very yeah. likable. Um not at first she, I'd say. I was I did not like Leah. At all, um, yeah. Well, 
I, I didn't like the way she talked to her mom. She tells her mom to kiss her ass when her mom asks her to come in and pill some taters for tea. Um, and she says, kiss my ass. And she just, you know, rides a little bike away, a little bike from somewhere. Um, and that, that, that is so rude to me. Like I would never, I would never, even if, even if I hated her, not say kiss my ass, you're going to feed me. You go, go peel your own fucking potatoes and, and then come back and get me when, when tea is ready. You know, which is more or less what the, what she said. Kiss my ass. And then she rides away. I'm like, mm. but the whole, uh, whenever she's talking to Jamie and, and they're talking about, um, they're out in front and she says, kids suck cunts. <laughs> she does. <laughs> Yeah, Jamie said right. I don't want any kids. These <laughs> kids suck cunts, and they're and they're still kids, right? Because the, the, the punishment for him not going to PE class, skipping PE class, and coming home was Sandra throwing away all of the stuff that he was saving for his kids, or that she was saving for his kids, which didn't make any sense. Yeah. But she did. She did defend him over the phone to the to the school. She did, but she told, which is the whole point of of Sandra, right? That she she's bad to not bad, but she's not the best parent to him in person, but to the outside world, she she pretends that she's better. She she well, she does protect him. She she admits I've been protecting him his entire life, right? Because he means the world to me, but. The way she does it, I think that she they she tells him he asks her um, whenever they have their fight, whenever they have their big big fight, and, and she hits him. Um, he asks, "Am I like my father?" And she said, "No, you're like me," mm-hmm. and that's true because both of them have mouths on them that they can't control. Sometimes um, they don't think before they talk. It, it seems to me. And, um, and Jamie is a little shit, but, um, she says some pretty inappropriate stuff too. Oh yeah. But she tells, she tells Miss, um, Chohan at the school, which was the, the lady at the beginning, the, the PE teacher, um, that, that is first right off the bat with a whistle. Um, that's who she's talking to on the phone and she's telling her that Jamie shit his pants. <laughs> And that's the reason why the, he was not at school. The restrooms were locked. The, yeah, yeah. He had to go, so he left, and he he made it to the restrooms, but they were locked, and he had an accident, so he had to come home. So which, he, which, she's telling the teacher at school that he shit his pants, which was funny. Which was even funnier to me, considering what the kids told them. The male coach, what his name was. Hugh Janus. Hugh Janus. <laughs> He's just shouting it over and over again. Hugh, Hugh Janus, get back here. And he just turns around and looks at him. Get back here, Janus. <laughs> I I really yeah. do like like Sandra a lot. I I think the moments where her and Jamie actually get to have any kind of moment where one of them is not yelling at the other it really does feel like there is a connection there in 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 terms of um some kind of friendship i think um yeah i think i think uh, um 
I think they can uh, interact with each other and totally be, say, shit to each other, but still really love each other a lot. And I think that I think that plays out. And uh, I think in terms of like the inappropriate things she says to Jamie, I, I don't think it's a I don't think it's an excuse, but nobody aside from Tony is polite. Not a single person <laughs> in this area would not say what what Sandra says to Jamie. Every, every, even even the other neighbors are just like so vulgar and so rude and just it seems like they're a product of their environment directly because yeah yeah it seems that way and 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 that's why her that's why Tony coming to say like oh you shouldn't you you shouldn't say bird it it it's disrespectful um well he, that's not yeah he tells <laughs> he tells in the the elevator he's with Leah and she calls him a pervert and he goes really what use that word <laughs> and and she goes uh um what does she say she says uh your bird your bird looks at me like i have cunt written on my forehead anyone who would want to be with 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 her has to be a pervert and then he says you really shouldn't use words like bird like cunt's okay Right, <laughs> <laughs> but it does it does feel like this person completely out of this culture just coming in and telling them kind of what to do and what to say depending on yeah. what, what he defines as moral and what he defines as just while bird to them is very commonplace by the end of the movie i was like oh that's just that's just a way that british people call women it's just bird Right, and right. It's those 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 um, lower class isms because yeah. just like calling each other slag. Um, yeah, like it's an insult, but it's not crazy. It's it's just a. I wouldn't say it's playful in any way, but it, it it's it's definitely more tame than it might seem on the outside because that's how they speak to each other every day, and and even Sandra when when um, Leah passes by. And I can't remember what she says to her, but when Sandra just kind of like goes puts the hose on on Leia, that felt playful to me. It felt it felt mm-hmm. not entirely like "fuck you, Leia." It, it did feel like there is a relationship there, and especially at the end when they're dancing together, even though it is like kind of a weird scene, it, it does feel like there's all that animosity, but that is just. The, the, the shallow, way they are. Yeah, the shallow layer of everyone's relationship with everyone is you're, you're calling everyone all these names all day. But in reality, you have some sort of connection there. You have you're in it together. You're 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 OK with each other to some extent because you got to put up with each other in some way. Yeah. And you well, don't because really, the walls are all paper thin. Everybody right. knows each other's business. Yeah. And you never see I don't think you see Sandra interact with Steve's dad outside of her banging on the door, right? And, and shouting he, through the mail slot. Yeah, yeah. And he tells her tells her to calls her a meddling cunt. Mm-hmm. Is exactly what he calls her. Yeah. And but when, but when, everyone when, seems, her, when everyone seems son, to know what's going on. When his son is in her house, right? Yeah. She's taking care of and he doesn't care. Because he's a drunk. Because he's a drunk. He is an abusive father um, who lets his, his older son beat up on the younger son as well. 
both of them are beating on Stee. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's sad. There's no way for him to get out of it, and no way for him to make it better. Yeah, the the there's there's that class thing that runs throughout the whole thing. Um, Tony is from an upper class. Sandra is from a lower class, but she dreams of being in that upper class. Jamie acts like he's better than everybody else, especially his mom. Um, he he acts like he's smarter than her all the time. Um, Steve wants to just get away and will do anything. He talks about just getting a job somewhere um, to, to like the health center or something swimming um, just to get away. And it doesn't matter if he's poor or not. He doesn't care. Um, and I think maybe he's the most realistic of all of the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve is. But to me, it's, it's, there's an underlying war of classes going on here about how the upper class looks down at the lower class and the lower class also looks down at the upper class because they don't understand their lives. Which um, is, yeah, very obvious with how Tony treats them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Claude Monet painted the 16th chapel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that kills me. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he doesn't correct her. Like that's the no. first. That's the first point where Jamie does not correct Sandra or make fun of her for 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 thinking the wrong thing or mm-hmm. saying the wrong thing. He just smiles and and you know he's fixing his hair or yeah. whatever he's doing in the mirror. Um, but yeah. But he's he's kind of dumb too. Um, whenever whenever Stee is over and he shows him the gay magazine that he stole from the store, right? And he reads that um, for you can't get AIDS from frottage, which is yogurt. And he says it's yogurt from France. <laughs> <laughs> you know what frottage is? No, I actually didn't look it up. It's humping with your clothes on. Is is what it is. <laughs> it's not yogurt at all. Because I knew when he said yogurt from France, I knew that was not right. I just <laughs> forgot to look up what frontage is. Yeah, it's it's um. It's, it's like you can't get AIDS from French yogurt. Yeah, you can't get AIDS from French yogurt, <laughs> but from English yogurt, you definitely can. Maybe it depends where the yogurt comes from. I guess. <laughs> The um, the bar scene. Uh, what's what's the name of the bar? I can't remember what it is. God, God, Gloucester. Gloucester. I can't um, say it. Gloucester. Gloucester. Gloucester um, or something like that. That's definitely because that's the only time you see other gay people in this movie, right? Yeah. 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 It. It. it um. It feels very, it's very strange. hostile. It's very. It feels very strange, yeah, doesn't it, it? And and for that to be their kind of introduction into that world, did and 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 then Steve saying later he he did not like that, <laughs> but he wants to go back at the end. Right, they did go. They, yeah, they did go back. Right, that's what they're planning to do after the dance. Um, I think that was Jamie just saying that. Uh, was that that was Steve, right? I think that was Steve. Oh yeah, that was yeah. that was Steve just saying that. I I um, suppose yeah. I I guess maybe I read that wrong. It just felt like it did feel very hostile when they were in there. Like I know I know it was playful, but um, 
It made me uncomfortable. <laughs> did it? Did it? Wh- which part? The the drag queen? Um, what the, made me uncomfortable is the drag queen the, the singing Hava Nagila at, <laughs> at a gay bar when it's still light out <laughs> and, the, and the gay bar is full of people. It was just weird. That was just weird to me. Like, is that is that a thing? Do gay people like go out to a bar and pack a bar when it's still light out? Um, to a bad drag queen singing Hava Nagila? What's going on here? <laughs> well, what what made me uncomfortable is just when they when they walked up to the stage. There's that one guy there that just turns around and what does he say? He just says something about. Um, Pedro, Pedro, I think his name's Pedro or Pascal or something with Pedro, a P. Pa- Pedro Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, um, he's, he asked, he asked him if he wants to take him out back. Right. And yeah, and that just is very <laughs> to, to putting, putting myself in their shoes, kind of walking into that kind of unknown space, being very outright sexual to them immediately to me was very uncomfortable it felt it 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 felt like it was crossing a line in some way um yes um how can i say this it wasn't welcoming in any way i I would say so the welcoming part of it is the drag queen coming up to them and even though the drag queen was making fun of how old they were like that was the whole chicken thing um a a chicken is a young person um gay, gay slang um a chicken hawk is an older person who goes after young people um <laughs> in gay bars right so that's where that comes from gotcha um so by Noticing that there's new faces in the crowd and interacting with them and um, kind of having fun. Um, a lot of times that that gay sexual um, playfulness is just that it's playfulness. It's not it's not real. Um, in the drag queen comes down and. He says, I'll take two of you and I'll take 10 of your friend. Right. Um, she's being playful and, um, and engaging with them and trying to make them feel welcome. Um, trying to them, trying to break the ice with them kind of, um, because they're, they're nervous, they're young and they're, they're, they've never been there before. So, so you can kind of tell when it's someone's first time in like a gay bar or, um, and gay bars are, 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 they used to be a lot different than a regular bar that people go into, um, all the time. Um, a lot of the gay community and, and a lot of, uh, kids need to, need to have a community where they're accepted. And so finding that wherever they can is very important. And sometimes it's, it's at a bar whenever they're in here, it's 21 in the States. I don't know how, how old you have to be in, in England, but, um, I figured they were still too young to be there though. I think so. I don't know that they're more than 16. Cause I figured they were around the same age as Leah. And then she got kicked out for underage drinking by, by Sandra. Yeah. Yeah, I figured they were so, all around the same age. 
Right. Um, but um, but that's why uh, like uh, gay youth community centers are very important um, because a lot of times whenever gay kids come out, they're rejected by their families. Um, they're rejected by their friends or people who they thought were their friends and they need a place to go. They need a place um, to to that will be accepting of them and will will guide them through. Um, the fact that it's not it's not as bad as as it seems at the moment. I think that's very helpful. And um, those bars can be that. Um, being with like-minded gay people who have been through that as as young adults as well is probably um, uh, it's a lot different. It's a lot different with straight people. Yeah, coming coming into the movie as as a straight person, and that I, I I'm not familiar with the the etiquette in that situation, so I'm I probably just misread it. It it did as a straight person, it did feel very over overly hostile to me. Like I will I will guarantee you if if you you and I. We could even take Tiffany. We'll take we'll take Jose, and we'll just go to a gay bar. I'm in, <laughs> and and I bet you, I bet you, out of all of us, you get hit on like right away. Like someone, <laughs> someone will say, say, "Hey, uh, can I buy you a drink?" or or "Hey, uh, you wanna you wanna come shoot a game of pool?" or like they'll they'll try to make is that a euphemism? And, and or is someone that an actual say, game yeah, of pool? Yeah, you wanna you wanna shoot a game of pool with my stick? <laughs> um, I'll rack your balls. Um, they will hit on Blake. They will. They will. They will totally see Blake as as a new a new fresh piece of meat. And and yeah, it, it just feels but like there's a always, difference between someone saying, "Hey, let's go play play around a pool and right, take me out back." You know, like that. Right, but. Yeah. That's what that's what threw me off. And that's what threw you off was the hey, you want to take me out back? Yeah, that specifically because it, it just felt it felt really slimy to me. And I, it and is it is it is scummy. It is slimy and scummy. And, and that's where the, that part the drag queen kind of came to mm-hmm. the came to the aid of them because mm-hmm. he says, "Oh, what's going on over here?" Right, right, right. And he kind of berates berates him mm-hmm. for for doing that a little bit. Aren't you Aren't you sad that your foot's broken? You can't get around, mm. right? Yeah. Um, so, so I, I think it, um, I think it sets it up to where it's kind of, it's kind of strange. It is, it's kind of strange. It is, it is a different world, and purposely it, so. It, it, it's their first introduction, and it, it's an entirely different tone to it yeah. to any viewer watching it as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it, I think that was. It, it definitely feels like a very important moment for the both of them to kind of. Yeah, like you said, have any kind of structure, any kind of um, support, and and seeing that we're not the only ones around here that we can um, share an experience with. So that yeah. that and I don't. I was going to say they're they're in an environment where they're not ashamed of being who they are, mm-hmm. which is I think what Steve really needs. Um, right, because what you're saying, right, I mean, like just seeing that they're out and about and doing whatever it is that they're doing 
it is important to to individuals to see people like minded or, or similar people who come from the same uh you know walks of life it's important for anybody to see that but especially i i think steve really benefits from it even though you can see that he's visibly uncomfortable because it's their first time and it's because they're just barely like they haven't even come to terms with they haven't even called each other gay really yet or you know they don't even right. know what their relationship is mm-hmm. um i was a little so when they're in their bedroom the first time he starts to uh to rub his back yeah i was under the impression he was gonna rub the bruised areas right that would be the purpose of it, it. was just a reason to touch him it was but I, this yeah. is this is a very nitpicky thing i was very frustrated when he says oh like i just saw your bruises here's the lotion it's supposed to to you know like to mend skin is kind of what he sells it as. And then right. he doesn't soothe, soothe it's foot lotion. It's to, to soothe your feet. It's peppermint foot lotion. And he doesn't put it on any of the bruises. I'm thinking that he probably couldn't because they were makeup. That's exactly what. And yeah. if, if he did, <laughs> yeah. then it would just like, yeah, make a goo but, or rub off. Yeah. Um, so, so it That's was just fast acting lotion, but to just get rid of the bruises like I that. I understand why, but the first <laughs> but, watch I was like, fucking, Put it on the fucking bruise. Revolution <laughs> on his bruises. <laughs> it really bothered me. It's one of those things where it just like takes me out of the movie and I'm like. <laughs> and you knew why he couldn't turn over. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the way he moves around is just covering his junk. He's like, no, yeah, I, I, yeah. Can't, I can't show you it. <laughs> <laughs> he does it really fast and yeah. pulls covers the covers over. The blankets. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was that was a great scene. I really liked all of their moments in the bedroom together. Um it feels Do you think I'm queer. It does, doesn't matter what That's, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was sweet. It's sweet. It's uh yeah, that's kind of a sweet first time first kiss moment. It's quick. It's not prolonged. Um, I think 16 going on 17 playing um, the day after scenes was was perfect. I I enjoy it, mm-hmm. um, especially the words to that song being from the the Sound of Music mm-hmm. and um, and the songs about you know about innocence and losing your innocence because people are going to start pursuing you. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was I thought that was nice. But you have was, you have someone to take care of you as well is is kind of yeah is what that he's trying to Con, say to her. Consider and, yeah, me, yeah, which feels very much Jamie to Tisty, yeah. Which isn't that sung by a, a Nazi in the movie? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. If, I, <laughs> was he a Nazi at that point? I can't remember. Yeah, he's I a think post he was boy, a right? Nazi youth. Nazi youth yeah, boy. Yeah, because yeah. I know he's a he's a mailman or something, right? Yeah, I don't know. He's, I can't remember. I just saw Nazi the play youth. a little while ago. Yeah, I'm, I've never <laughs> seen it. Well, does that mean? Does that alluding that Jamie is a Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jamie's a Nazi. I do like his hat that uh, Steve gives him for a present. Oh, it's yeah, it's a ni- it's a nice beanie. Yeah, it is a nice yeah. beanie, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's saying like, "Oh, do you like my hat, sir? That's a very <laughs> nice hat." Sir. <laughs> Does this mean we're engaged? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's nice. It's so nice to see Jamie in that way because 
Yeah, he, he's never like that with anyone. He's so mean and combative with everyone. And then that's mm-hmm. a total 180 to how you don't he acts. see. You, yeah, you don't see. Jamie is only like that with Stee. Mm-hmm. And Sandra's only like that with Stee. She sees, she's walking home and she Stee, sees Stee crying by the lake. And she brings him home. It's like she's so caring and loving with Stee all the time. But then when Steve's crying, she gets very like, if you don't stop crying, I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, stop crying. It's it's all going to be okay. She doesn't know how to handle it. Um, she's she's a tough bird. <laughs> she's she she is. She's truly a tough bird. Um, she doesn't do crying. She doesn't. You know, even when even when Jamie was crying, she doesn't really do crying. Mm-hmm. She does her best. The only time, the only time she's motherly to Jamie is whenever she confronts him about being gay and going to the Gloucester or whatever mm-hmm. it's called, going to the gay bar. But she does do slaps. She does do assaulting young children very well. Yeah, she slaps the shit out of Jamie, <laughs> but he deserved it too. Yeah. Did Wait. anybody notice how dirty his feet were in that scene? Oh my scene? god! Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> fucking hideous. He's probably walking around the lot or something. I was like, "Oh my god, why is your feet so dirty? Clean your feet, girl." <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's um, yeah. No way. Tony's twenty seven. That's fucking no way. <laughs> oh right, I wanted to mention this. Steve has a nice ass. When, 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 they show his ass twice. Yeah, when Jamie looks around the corner in the bathroom, I know you're supposed to be looking at the bruises on his back. I was only looking at his ass. Uh, you're an ass man. <laughs> I'm you're an like, ass man. You're, you're like a nice uh, ass. <laughs> yeah, I was purely focused there, and I'm like, damn. Yeah. Let's do it. You're, man. you're a chicken hawk. I, I'm curious. This is this is <laughs> <laughs> this is something I actually wanted to ask you guys um, for home for the holidays, um, but it's relevant here. Maybe. Uh, do you guys? What do you guys think about straight actors portraying gay characters in in movies? Because uh, Robert Downey Jr. in that, and I'm not sure if these actors are are gay or not. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Why would it, why would it why would it matter? Um, as long as you're not, um, as long as you're not camping the, the gay character up, um, when it's not necessary, Mm -hmm. I think, um, I think it's all right. Yeah. 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 I've, I've heard, I've heard takes of, of of saying that there are, are enough gay actors that it should be kind of a, a requirement to, if there are if that. there are out gay gay actors that come in to an audition and say I'm a I'm a gay actor, but uh, these are these are kids. They don't necessarily need to act gay. Mm-hmm. Um, they could be they could be straight. They could be whatever. To me, what do you think, Jose? Um, I don't know. I, I don't really think I have an opinion on it. I don't think I know enough about what the community would even think to have an opinion. I, I, I don't know. I don't feel qualified or... Do you think it's the same as um, Alec Baldwin's wife pretending to be Hispanic? <laughs> See, that's that's different. What happened? <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> Let's so talk I Robert guess... Downey Jr. Tropic Thunder. <laughs> but that's oh, yeah. great. That's... <laughs> right. That's incredible. I just... I just... 
I don't know. I think you. I don't know. I think you would. You should want to hire a cast and actor because you think they're the best person for the role. But yeah, yeah, I agree and with you, that. I don't think you go into an audition. I've never auditioned for shit in my life. I don't think you go into an audition and say, "Hey, by the way, I'm gay." So, so hire yeah, me ca- for this. I should right. be considered. And so, but also, that would I'm be not a very gay. gay thing so I don't. To do, so though. I don't know if I don't think my opinion is valid. Um, but I, if I had to give an answer, I would say cast the best person for the role. I agree. Barring uh, ethnicity and race, <laughs> that, that's a completely different conversation. <laughs> um, well, what do you guys think of 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 white actors portraying non-white characters in animated? movies and shorts and stuff like you're a fan um, of family guy there uh brandon yeah i i I think if you create if you create a character um it doesn't matter you're you're doing a voice you're a voice actor you're supposed to be able to it's like okay where are we going to draw the line are we going to draw the line at oh well we have an english voice actor to play this english person so we can't have you doing an english accent because that's not fair to English people. Mm. Come on. But like, wasn't a part of that discussion was the... Uh, you would never have the two started with, the, started with the Simpsons, right? Yeah, with Apu. With yeah. Apu, yeah. But, but, I, I don't but know. you would I, never I have think... Tu Wong Fu. Which is is uh, John Leguizamo, Wesley Snipes, and... Um, shit, what's his name? Dead guy. Um... I know people are screaming at me, but this is my Alzheimer's kicking in. Um, Patrick Swayze. Um, All straight. Dressing in drag. Mm -hmm. Pretending to be drag queens that do shows. Um, Actually, more than drag queens, they are are 100% women all the time. So they're more than just drag queens in in that movie. Mm -hmm. Right? But to me, to me, it's an excellent movie. I think it's. I, I don't think they camp it up. I think they act um, very well. I think it's done very well. Um, I think it's a, a great, great movie about finding yourself and knowing yourself mm. and being who you are. Um, I think it had a, a wonderful message. But we wouldn't have that if if they got just you know drag queens to play that. You know, yeah, and something something should be said about that. I, I think it's it's hard to speak on something, and right, this is all opinion, right? Neither nobody can be right or wrong, and it's no, especially it, harder to be. It's especially harder to be right or wrong when you're not part of the when you don't identify in that community, right? Well, there's, so there there are so a that's, lot that's, of trans. There are a lot of trans women who, um actresses that want the roles of, of trans roles instead of giving them to straight male Eddie Redmayne people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, yeah. For, from what I, from the thing, one thing I can't speak on is like Hispanic roles and, and we touched on it a bit in Coco about how all I've really seen is for the long time, Hispanic roles were exclusively, gang members or like th- that that's the typecast or Sofia Vergara and, 
Or so <laughs> She's the category of her own. Add Sofia Vergara to actress actors I irrationally hate. Oh no, you don't like the little baby cheeses? <laughs> I hate her so much. Well, it's because um, she's essentially just cast as she got the funny Hispanic voice, is essentially yeah. what it is. But she's but, but she is great. She does have have timing and she does mm-hmm. hold her own. Um I just I hate her. I, I like her. You just hate everything um, I like. It's, it's fine, Brandon. <laughs> but my point was, uh, we were talking about Psych, Blake. So the actor who plays Sean, for the longest time, he went by James Roday. But his name is James Rodriguez. And when he first started acting, he got told that he looked too white to play Hispanic roles. But his name was too Hispanic to play White, white Rose. Mm. So you have to change so your name. He, so he changed his name to to make it in Hollywood, right? Martin Sheen did the same thing. Right. Martin Sheen. Um, you know, it, It's things like that that are frustrating from my perspective. And ultimately goes back to what I was saying. I, I think the role should just... There's some situations where the role should be given to the person who is best cast for it. Or who's the best fit. And then there are roles where you you have to cast the person based off of the story you're writing, the story you're telling. Mm-hmm. If you want to tell a story about Hispanics or African Americans or Native Americans or anything, you have to cast that. Be- you can't cast other people. Now, I don't know who makes those decisions or who's Casting. supposed to make those decisions. Well, I know who does. I mean... The larger who. who. Right. <laughs> the colloquial who <clears throat> says... The who? The, the who. The, the band? band, the who. <laughs> the ghost of Keith Moon. Yeah. <laughs> the ghost of Keith Moon makes all the decisions. Who does Keith Moon think should be playing gay roles is the question <laughs> we're ultimately asking here. <laughs> and he say, any bed? I don't care. <laughs> Any bed with big tits? Well, I think it's about time we move on to some quotes, you guys think? Sure. Are you guys all ready? Ready and rearing to go? I do I do believe. I do declare. Uh, Brandon, we'll start off with you. Mm-hmm. I have five quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Brandon, that's like I know, but there were so many good ones. Um, I've already said the first one, so I can't do that one. Um, I'm going to quote uh, quote Sandra after she has her her um, talk with Jamie after he tells her that he's in love with Stee, and um, she's sitting there having a heart to heart with him, and she goes, um, "There was me." Going to bed every night worried because you had to share a bed with Stee and all the time you were, you were just doing the 70 minus one. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah. I think, uh, I think her, she's, it's the only time she's really being a mother to Jamie Mm -hmm. and he hasn't told her that they've had sex or anything, but she's just assuming that just because they were sleeping head to toe, they were 69ing in bed, um, which didn't happen. Um, they as weren't. far as we know. As far as we know. Um, 
but he moves up into the bed head to head with him. Mm-hmm. Steve does. Um, so, you know, she's jumping to conclusions like she does throughout the entire movie. And I think it's just, it's just funny. The 70 minus one, she can't even say 69. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great too. Cause it, it comes from like the heart to heart with them. And it's, yeah. and, and she I think brings it's meant, all that I humor think it's in. meant to be funny. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's meant to be funny. It's meant to, to lighten and Jamie's like, load a little like bit. It feels like such a parent thing to, to after a, like a, deep stressful moment just say something funny just say something off the cuff that that makes you laugh because i can always remember whenever i was crying or something one of my parents would always try to say something funny or at least get a smile and that felt very yeah like you said very motherly and from her that's very rare (laughs) yeah yeah because because her her main her main argument is always quit crying or I'll give you something to cry about yeah. kind of kind of attitude. Yeah. You know, yeah. you think you have it bad. I had it fucking worse. Uh-huh. So, so stop, stop. Everything's going to be all right. Don't worry about it. But yeah. you have five minutes. <laughs> you know, she's, she's a tough bird. Jose, what's yeah. your quote this week? Uh, we already talked about it, but it was, I think my funniest line in the movie for me where Steve's reading the magazine, magazine, and he says, you cannot transmit the HIV virus by frottage. <laughs> and he says, what's frottage? And Jamie says, it's yogurt. It's French. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a, it's, it's such a childlike moment to them just not know what's going uh, on. They don't and know. Just, they're kind of giddy about the magazine too. Right. They're just yeah. giddy. And then they're just having a good time. It, it's a small, it's a good, character moment between the two of them where they don't know what they're doing but they're happy with each other yeah and there's also an article that that steve reads that's exactly what steve's going through um about the guy who's who wants to come out but his family's not going to accept it and he's not going to be accepted or anything um and that is that is that or it used to be in gay magazines that there were there like little Dear Abby columns and stuff like that where people wrote in and asked advice and stuff like that. Um, but it's it was the exact same. So it, it's like a glimpse into you're not alone in the world mm-hmm. kind of kind of thing. It felt very applicable to to both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't agree with Jamie stealing the magazine, though, but I knew why he did it. He didn't want anyone to know that he was buying a gay magazine. Mm -hmm. That's a thick Mm -hmm. magazine, too. That's like a book. Yeah. Well, it was the 90s, so it was Mm pre-internet. What about you, Blake? What's your quote? Uh, Mine is a background conversation that happens um, after Sandra sprays uh, Leia with the water. And she's just looking at Tony and they're having a moment, but <laughs> that neighbor The neighbors who, yeah, who was outside <laughs> just she was she was having a perfectly splendid moment. Just out on the balcony, just entirely calm, and then her husband <laughs> says, Oi, Linda Lusardi, get in here and cover yourself up. And she says, what do you mean shouting at me in front of them? Well, look at you stuck out there with your tits all hanging out. Oh, you used to like my tits hanging out once upon a time. You didn't used to drape them over the bleeding balcony. (laughs) It's it's just, you can barely hear it. And I had to use Uh the subtitles to understand what they were saying. I had that in my notes. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I just had neighbor's tits written yeah. on it over the balcony. <laughs> yeah, it's it, great. It speaks to the writing of this where there's a lot of kind of um, overlapping dialogue or multiple conversations of people just just railing at each other with these horrible words. And, and that also does feel like, yeah, everyone in this complex is just mean to each other. No one has any chill towards anybody and <laughs> just vulgar towards everything. And it, it, yeah. it's, it's hilarious. I, I think the way it was written sad for her, she was having a great time and she wasn't even that like <laughs> she was that risque. <laughs> yeah. She's just like in a, showing in a some cleavage. Top. Yeah. Yeah. A little but, cleavage <laughs> like, like a, it's like she was wearing a one piece kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I liked, I liked that line a lot. You guys got your meme reviews. I do. Yeah. Who wants to go? I'll go first. I rated this movie one black woman doing white face out of one. Because <laughs> 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 when Leah's playing her music loud and Trevor, who is um, Steve's brother, comes up to tell her to turn off the music, she opens the door and she has like white uh, uh, face cream all over her face. Truly embodying Mama Cass. Yeah, truly embodying Mama Cass. And um, yeah, it was the exact opposite of blackface. It was white face. What does Trevor say leaving that room? He says, I wouldn't. And she she said, I could, uh, you, all you had to do was ask me and I, I would do anything for you anything and he said i wouldn't i wouldn't do it with his his dick or, <laughs> uh yeah i wouldn't touch that with his dick <laughs> and referring to steve as he's leaving but then they're seen yeah. together talking so something's going because on because she's buying drugs from him oh i th- oh i thought they were that's the that's the drugs that she buys that she gets high on that, that makes a lot more yeah. sense yeah yeah um yeah he is he's a he's a he's a right cunt Oh, Trevor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What what's yours, Jose? Uh mine is nine mamas out of nine papas. Because <laughs> that's how many <laughs> that's how many songs there are in this movie by the mamas and the papas. <laughs> Which is absurd to me that so many songs are by one by one band or artist from the same band. Yeah. If they're pleasant yeah. songs. I really like them. Yeah. The the yeah. just the feel of them. Is is very I can see why Leia likes them a lot. Maybe not to the extent that she does, but they're nice songs. Not to the extent to do white face, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> Or to put uh uh stuff your mom's dress and 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 put your your leggings on your your yellow leggings on your head <laughs> at two in the morning and blast the music. <laughs> hey, turn that shit down. <laughs> Well, uh, what about you, Blake? My word this week. You guys already said it, but I give this this movie one huge anus out of one. <laughs> <laughs> huge anus. I I I I I know you like the c word, and I know we used it a lot. Oh yeah. Um, I love the c word. It's my favorite yeah, word. I yeah. wish I wish it was in modern, just everyday language of Americans because I think it's hilarious. And I think we need to get over it so we can be more funny. I I think it's hilarious too. <laughs> although my mom was called that by her her second husband a lot, um, even out in public. 
Um, and it wasn't used, it wasn't used in a funny way. It was used as a degrading way. Mm. Um, because he was a very abusive person. Um, but I don't, I don't let that affect the, the humor of the word to me. I can't let that um, stop the funnies. I, I don't, yeah, I don't <laughs> let that affect the, the fact that, um, yeah, I can call someone a right cunt and not feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> Just move to Australia. We'll be in heaven. Oh, yeah, because that's, that's all the time. Yeah. That's all the time. Everyone is, everyone's a cunt there. <laughs> We'll start all, with- all Australians are cunts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with your rating this week, Brandon. What would you give this movie? I give this movie an eight out of ten. Um, I see, I, I see some of the movie's flaws, and I still love it. Um, I think it captures it captures the awkwardness of of being young and gay and being abused and not knowing where to turn. I think it it captures all of that really well, and and. I can see um, – I didn't realize I, – I wrote it – I wrote something very similar to this. Um, I wrote a screenplay called Small Town Boy. And um, it's, it's kind of similar to this but very, very much to an extreme um, with the abuse and um, the family problems. And, um, and I'm, I'm thankful for, for movies like this that um, – that kind of broke that ceiling um, and, and give meaning and, and some positivity to being gay, being a gay youth, being a gay kid. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. This definitely felt like a, cause um, even when I was watching it, I'm like, Oh, this, I feel like Brandon could write something like this. Very similar to it. It feels right in your, in your ballpark. Yeah. But no one dies. Right. No, I. Every, people yeah. die in all of my screenplays. Yeah. It's like the Ste- ongoing. Steer or Jamie thing. would would. Well, <clears throat> Leia would definitely have fallen off the building. That definitely would have happened in your Leia screenplay. Would have, Leia, yeah. If I would have wrote this, Leia would have fallen <laughs> off the building. Um, and, uh, Steve's dad would have walked out in front of a car and died, or some some in a drunk, in a stupor, or drank himself to death, and he would. They would find him dead in the apartment and everything would be okay with the world. <laughs> but then everyone would be saying the C word and it'd be funny. And then, and then, and then the brother would be arrested for dealing E. Yeah. Everyone would get their comeuppance. I think two of those could probably happen later in this, in this universe. Like, yeah. Like in, in, in beautiful things. Yeah. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> Jose, what's your real rating this week? Um, I think I would give it a seven out of ten. Yeah. Um, it feels a little dated to me. I still think it's a really good movie, and the the story. I I think it's. I think we need more stories like this. And just what I kind of what I said earlier. I I love movies where that are about representation, but the whole the defining identity of the character isn't that they're gay. And, and the movie's about them finding themselves and, and, and accepting that they're gay, but it's not their only character, de- like, there's not their character-defining traits. Um, I really like that. Um, yeah, it's just a little dated to me. I have some, the ending scene definitely knocks off a whole point for me. But, yeah, 7 out of 10. 
Blake? Nice. I, I give this a seven and a half out of ten was my view. Um, you know, I like to give those halves, and I have no idea why. But um, The haves and have-nots. The haves and have-nots. <laughs> and this movie halves uh, half a point. <laughs> um, I I think it was a little boring and my first watch, and I, I didn't connect with any of the characters for a little while because I was so... Uh, for no reason angry at so many of them um but i i think it it has that veep humor of hilariously mean to everyone and it's written so well in that way and i do really enjoy that and the moments between um between jamie and Stee and jamie and his mom are 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 so sweet and leia's whole plot is so bizarre but in a, a funny and interesting way that it kind of it does kind of pull any moment that she's in and what she's doing is interesting enough to change the subject a little bit and and be like oh okay this thing's happening now and and uh just works really well and uh, i i like the ending more now that uh brandon you're saying the, the only reason that the only way that would be real is if is if steve's going with Jamie because that makes sense to me because my biggest problem with the ending was he's so worried about getting literally murdered by his dad why would he do this so publicly now and the only reason it makes sense is if he is going to not be there anymore so yeah it's yeah. a good thought to have yeah and that does yeah. make you feel better because I, I was really sad for, for Steve because right before that oh no he's gonna die <laughs> <laughs> well right before that uh, Sandra just saying you'll find some group of people. And I felt like that was just kind of like the end of Steve's Steve's character is like he found himself, but then lost the one person that he felt comfortable with. And, but he didn't really, because they're going out, they're going out to the, to the gay bar again. They're, yeah. they're hanging out. Yeah. I really felt like uh, that's, that's why I kind of dropped, dropped a, a point um, maybe for me, because there were, there were instances where I felt they're, they're, there, there needed some something. There needed to be something else there. We needed to have a little more um, explanation in that that time skip there at the end. We needed to know, like even if even if um, even if Jamie would have looked up at Steve and said, "You ready to get out of this place?" Even that would have been enough. One line. Mm-hmm. The, to tell us that okay, everything everything's going to be okay. If they dance now, they're getting out. They're not going to be judged by these people anymore. Yeah, um, that's that. That to me is empower more. It gives it, it makes it even more empowering um, than it was. Yeah, like a last fuck you before they're out of there. Right, yeah. right. Um, so yeah, I mean, there is there. There's a little bit, um, but. It was the nineties and this was, um, to me, it captured a lot of what I wished I had. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't, um, I didn't really date anyone until, um, when did I start dating Aaron? 1999. Yeah. And in 99, I was 30. Wow. So I missed, I missed a lot of, I missed a lot of youth love and mm-hmm. i mean i didn't move here until i was 21 and i was very shy i still am um 
love hasn't come easy for me. And it's nice to see something like this where, you know, it's kind of just, um, just two people being, you know, friends and maybe more. That's nice. Yeah. That's sweet. Well, I think it's time to dig out next week's movie. You think so? Oh, the movie. Make sure you do all the noises very close to the microphone. I'm mixing that up. Can you hear it? (laughs) And so, Brandon, it's your time to choose. It's my turn to choose. You're you're your own hand this week. Yeah, I'm going to have to be everyone else's hand since we're not in the same room anymore. Can you hear this? Mm. Spicy. All right. I got one. I got one. I might have two. Please be cats and dogs. I got one. (laughs) (laughs) What if I put in like multiple cats and dogs? (laughs) It's it's Son of Saul. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's Son of Saul. Son of Saul. Son of Saul. Oh, okay. This is a movie that I picked. It is. I debated putting it on this because this. While we do tackle some serious subjects, this podcast feels mostly um, a positive tone. But this movie is the most depressing film I've ever seen in my life. But it is also an immediate 10 out of 10 for me. It is a movie that has redefined what a movie can do visually. Um, So it, it won... Best Forum Film at the Oscars in 2016, I think, 2015 or 16. It's a Hungarian film. I know you did all of your papers and criticism on it. (laughs) I wrote all my papers in our film criticism class on Son of Saul, two of which were the exact same paper. I just changed the title and I still got an A on it. Because our professor did not read shit. Um, But yeah, this is one of my all-time favorites. I worked really hard on mine. (laughs) Yeah. I can't even remember what I wrote my papers on. Uh, this is an all-time favorite movie, and I'm super excited to hear what you guys think about this, because neither of you have seen yeah. it, right? I haven't seen it, no. Nope, I have not seen it. Yeah, so um, I, 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 <laughs> this is the type of movie I feel bad of even like debating on what to eat related to the movie, because <laughs> it just feels so dark that it's like, oh, let's pick a... <laughs> do they, would it be better just bugs? to starve ourselves all yeah, day? to starve ourselves. <laughs> do they eat bugs? Do they eat each other? I can't remember what they eat in this movie. Um, Maybe they don't eat anything. There's, They definitely have minimal meals. It is about... Um, I can't remember the term for them, but it's the it's the it's the Jewish people that were forced to help the Nazis in the the concentration camps. So it's about mm-hmm. them. Um, yeah, very very brutal, dark movie, but it's very very good. So I'm excited to watch this. It's been a while. So yeah, good. good. Son of Saul. Son of Saul. Night. Not like, not- not like Son of Better Call Saul. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a, a season of that. It's that's the that's the new that's the new spinoff coming. <laughs> the Son of Better Call that's Saul. <laughs> <laughs> I have this on Blu-ray actually, so I'll be able to watch that. So nice. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, that was another amazing week. Yeah. Thanks happy, for listening. Happy New Year. Happy first New Year. First of the year. Right. First first movie of the year. Mm-hmm.